0: Lord,
1: help us to take by grace divine yet more and more of that great love of thine that day by day our hearts may give to thee a deeper love and grow more constantly. Lord, give bread to every eater, give seed to this sower, cause your word to go forth and accomplish that for which thou hast intended it. For thou art the potter we are the clay. Thank you for the precious lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. We have not been redeemed with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of the lamb, the spotless lamb of God. May we behold you, Lord, in this season. May we celebrate the gift that you are to this broken world. Bless us now as we share. In Jesus' name, amen. I love uh, this season when we celebrate his advent, when we celebrate his coming. He came to suffer and to die for our sins. But even as we acknowledge that, we recognize that he is on his way back again. Not as the suffering lamb. But as the sovereign lion of the tribe of Judah, who will make all of his enemies and ours his footstool. There is a passage the Lord has deposited in my spirit from the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verses 20 through 21, in the New International Version of the Scripture. I want to read this passage. It reads, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I overcame and sat down, With my father on his throne. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless his word. A very simple succinct topic. And theme this morning. Let Jesus in. I want to talk about. Let Jesus. In. During this season. This Advent season. The nativity. the, The accounts. Of the birth of Christ, the nativity narrative haunts and heals us. Collectively, they launch the New Testament record of what I call the messianic migration. There's a movement when you read the four Gospels, there is a convergence to a point and to a person. In the Gospel of Matthew, the Magi, the the wise men, see his star shining in the sky and they migrate to Jerusalem to see the one that was born King of kings and lords of lords. In the Gospel of Luke, the angel Gabriel appears to a Levitical priest, an aged priest who he and his wife had longed for a child, had been unable to have one and then announces that God was getting ready to do something special in his life and that he would become and his wife the parents of the forerunner, of the one who would be the day spring from on high. In Mark we have just a A rushing into the story when we acknowledge that the beginning of the gospel is the preaching of John the Baptist in the wilderness. This crude communicator who wore crude and coarse clothing announces that it's time to get right and it's time to do it now. It's time to repent, and then John gives us a An expansive reckoning that stretches from eternity into time when he says in the beginning was a Word and and the Word was with God and the Word was God and the same was in the beginning with God and then he says the Word was made flesh there was this migration the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us we have this migration we have this movement this convergence to a point and person in the New Testament, but it culminates in the last book of the Bible, with this person of whom the gospel writers anticipated and signal would come, standing at the door and knocking. the door he stood, not just any door, the door of human history, the door of the church door of our hearts and i believe the text is challenging us the text is encouraging us to let him in let jesus in he's come so far that's, that's what we celebrate this season he's come so far we ought to let jesus in three reasons why we should let him in they're simple first of all we should let him in because he came the one who is king of kings and lord of lords he laid aside his royal robe and crown and he came he he surrendered his inalienable rights as the son and the heir to his father's throne and he came paul writes about it in this way in philippians chapter 2 this passage that is the record of his self-emptying or his kenosis. He says, he who thought it not Robert to be equal to God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon himself the form of a servant, and he came and he humbled himself even to the death of the cross. Christmas is the story of his coming. He came down through the seed of 42 generations and his human nature was born on this planet as an infant child you ever think about it jesus who was always the son isaiah said unto us a child is born a son is given he was a son before he was a child Jesus, the Son of God, he could have hailed a distant star and rode its radiance through the infinite galaxies and came here. With but one limitless word, he could have stepped out of eternity into time and audible up through oceanic depths of the surface of this planet and manifest his presence here. He could have wrapped himself in a single solitary thought and sketched his nature indelibly into the complexity of the human conscious and come here. But he did none of those things. Rather, he was born as a baby with a body. A child was born, a son was given pastor and author John Piper says this the reason he became man was to die as God pure and simple he could not die for sinners but as man he could his aim was to die therefore he had to be born human he was born to die good Friday is the purpose of Christmas Recently, I finalized an airline reservation. I'm always intrigued by the question they ask you as the application is completed. They ask you to check, is this business or pleasure? Jesus' reservation to this planet, to this world, was all business. It was all business! He said, I must work the works of him that set me while it is day. Night comes when no man can work. Even as a boy of 12 years old, he says, I must be about my father's business. He came. It was all business. And we should let him in. He came on a, a mission, a mercy for you and me. And we should let Jesus in. Not just because he came, but because he cares. He cares. He came because he cares. And he cares because he came. He moved. I love the translation that says, He moved into our neighborhood. He did it because he cared. He, he wanted to understand what we're going through. That's why the rite of Hebrews said, we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but was at all points, at all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, we ought to come boldly to the throne of grace that we might find mercy to help us in a time of need. He cares cares so much he came to see about us. The same writer in in his gospel narrative says for God so loved the world. He could have said he loved, but in the Greek it's emphatic. It was just any kind of love. It wasn't this temperamental, superficial. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him should not perish but have everlasting life. He gave his life for us. And now he has sat down at the right hand of the Father, but he's busy. He's preparing a place for us that where he is, we may be also. Here's an application of this. A school of sharks and the U.S. Coast Guard respond to a shipwreck at sea but for different reasons. The sharks aren't there for the same reason that the Coast Guard is. He came because he cares. I love what C.S. Lewis says about his compassion, his caring. He says the hardness of God is kinder than the softness of men. And his compulsion is our liberation. I decided a few weeks ago to treat one of my kids to an early Christmas present. It was one of my daughters. I knew it was something that uh, she really wanted. But she had told me more than once, Dad, I can't find it. And so I found it for her. Something she can use in the gym when she works out. I had it, she used it, she liked it, but she couldn't find it. So I ordered it, ordered it, paid for it, shipped it to her address, and, and it was going to be shipped by FedExpress. And they gave me a tracking number. And I was so happy when I checked. On that day it said, delivered. But I thought about it as I was thinking about sharing with you, there's a package delivered and some of us have not checked the mail. It's been delivered because he came and he cared and we haven't got up and opened our hearts and checked the mail. And this passage, this passage in Revelation is my tracking number. It's my tracking number to let me know that the package has arrived. And is standing at the door. It's a good reason to rejoice today. At the Zulu church in a remote area in a town called Matuba Tuba. It's the first time that I've preached in South Africa that I've had to have an interpreter. Drove up to the building, dirt and very little grass. Just a block building that, if we saw it here, we think it was deserted. But I walked in and it was full of folk, praising the Lord. And I was preaching with my interpreter. And you have to slow down. because see, the interpreter not only interprets your content but interpret your emotion so i'd say something and then she say something i'd step like this and then she step like that i'm preaching about the love of jesus i'm preaching about how he loves us so much that no matter who we are or where we live what our economic condition is. God will, God will take care of you. I'm preaching, and then she's following behind me. I looked over at my interpreter. She's shouting. She stretched out on the floor. I had to stop preaching and go pick my sister up. She had to get herself together. You know why I'm telling you this? We are God's interpreters. We are God's messengers. We are God's communicators. And it ought to get in us sometime. It ought to get in our feet. It ought to get in our heads. We ought to wave our heads sometime and say, thank you, Lord. I looked over. She was out of it. I said, come on. We got to finish this message. It ought to be like that on Sunday morning. Because the Lord has blessed us. He cares for us. He's not a shark. He's come to save us. If God has blessed you, you ought to be his interpreter. Every now and then, you ought to call time out and say, thank you, Lord. I know you've been good to me. We should let him in because he came. We should let him in because he cares. But finally, we should let him in because he conquers. Listen to verse 21 in the message, paraphrase. Conquerors will sit alongside me at the head table, just as I have conquered Took the place of honor at the side of my fathers. That's my gift to conquerors. See, Jesus is no longer just the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Here he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. With his precious blood and vicarious sacrifice, he tore down the walls that separate us from God. Paul said to the church at Ephesus, he led captivity captive. He's overcome. He entered into the house of this planet, this world, and he bound the strong man. And uh, he took back stolen property. Everything the devil has taken from us. Everything death, disease, and dysfunction have taken from us. He took it back. And uh, when he got through taking it back, he died on an old rugged cross. And they planted him in a bar or tomb. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. I'm telling you this morning. He stands at the door and knocks. But it's not just anybody standing. He stands with nail-scarred hands.
0: You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D.'s Double Field Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.